Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. Well, it's good to be back with you. It's been a few weeks since I have posted a podcast episode, and I'm looking forward to getting cranking again. We are in the dog days of summer here in Texas, and let me tell you, this old Texas boy is ready for some cooler weather. I think we've had at least 30 days of over 100 degree weather, and some of those days have been like 110 or, or hotter. And uh, yeah, again, I'm ready for some cool weather. Hopefully it's coming soon. And But that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I want to share with you this interview that I recorded a few weeks back with some friends of mine who have been on the mission field for about 10 years now, at least 10 years, maybe a little bit longer. And in in the, the mission circle, that's that's when you're considered full-time, definitely, when you hit about 10 years. And so I'm excited for you to hear their story. They've done lots of different things in different parts of Thailand, and we will talk, we'll get into that. We'll talk about it in the interview. And if you're someone that has been considering or have had a thought at any time in your life about being a missionary, but you've been held back by... Um, thinking that you're not qualified, maybe you think you don't have the educational background, whatever it is in those in that regard, I'm excited for you to hear from Kevin and Michelle as they talk about their background and uh, how they got on the mission field. And then also, uh, this is the main reason why I began doing interviews with missionaries who are serving in different parts of the world, and they touch on this um, off and on throughout the interview, and that is just how important it is for us that who that send missionaries to support in so many different ways and stay in touch with the missionaries that we send around the world. They need for us to be a part of the equation. So again, that's something that that uh, you'll hear off and on throughout the the uh, conversation. So again, I'm excited for you to join this interview with my friends. Kevin and Michelle, who are serving with their children, who are now teenagers, in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Well, I'm sitting here with some good friends of mine that I've known for probably maybe close to 12 years now, definitely over 10, and I'm going to let them uh, take a moment and say hello and introduce themselves, but... Uh, guys, why don't y'all let us know who you are and uh, where you're at right now, and then we'll jump into what you guys have been doing. Okay, uh, I'm Kevin Kennedy. I'm Michelle. And we uh, are currently in Rockport, Texas, on a stateside assignment for just this summer, uh, trying to get some encouragement and also trying to just uh, get with people and help them as much as we can. Sounds good. Yo. Um, yeah, I met you guys, Danielle and I did Let's see, we were in Thailand in 2007. So maybe I guess it was right at 11 years now that I've yes, put a, a year on it. And that's when Danielle and I were there volunteering for six months and you guys came with one of the teams. And of course we loved seeing y'all since we're from, from Texas as well. And, uh, I think that's kind of one reason why we, we connected, but, uh, so you guys have been in Thailand now for how long? We've been in Thailand for 10 years, or it'll be 10 years in December. 10 years. So so we're going to get into a little bit of that, what you guys have been doing for 10 years. I know that Charles, this past year has been quite the year for y'all. You want to kind of give a quick summary of what's been going on in y'all's lives this past year? 
for for me, it was a, a new position in the Grace International School as the facilities director. Uh, it's a unique school in that it's 90% missionary children. Uh, and then this, for the last two years, we've been combined with a, you know, a private Thai school, which is basically like an international school as well, because they have several nationalities in that school. Um, so basically over 1,300 people with uh, about uh, 900 of those being students. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that was a new big position for me, a lot of responsibility. And then in August, uh, Hurricane Harvey hit uh, our hometown. And so that also did damage to our home. Pretty much everything but the studs and the foundation needed to be replaced, still need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And um, so I came back for six weeks uh, during that time to help the, the community in whatever way I could. And then uh, went back and got and plugged back into the school because I hadn't really even had a chance to get my feet on the ground there at the school yet because the storm was shortly after school started. So uh, anyway, got back into school, started rolling there. And then uh, my boss had to leave for uh, about eight weeks. And during that time frame, several things happened at the school. One of them being we needed to redo all the roads on the campus where we were currently at and trying to figure out how to get 1,300 people on and off campus at the same time. with two different entrances was quite a challenge. Um, and then just 10 years in ministry, they say that there's a wall that you can hit and the average lifespan of a full-time missionary is 10 years. So hmm. just, uh, a lot of things, uh, hit and just also having two teenagers, <laughs> yep. their hormonal, uh, uh, things that they do every day and never knowing what you're going to wake up to sometimes. <laughs> but. So it's just a lot of stress and stuff, but that's it. Tell us uh, the ages of your of your kids. Uh, Rayanne, our daughter, is 17. She is going into her senior year, and JC is a sophomore. He's 15, and he'll be yeah, he's going to be sophomore. Very good. And Michelle, uh, what you've been doing this past year? Uh, that was my <clears throat> excuse me. It was my third year volunteering at Grace. I mm-hmm. work in the elementary office there. We have about 230 students and like kevin said about 90 percent of them are missionary kids mm-hmm. and um my main job is to uh communicate with the parents and you know help the help the principal in any way i can and then um help the teachers we have a several since it's a since it's a volunteer missionary position all the teaching and staff at the school are foreigners mm-hmm. um don't get paid so right. we have a lot of turnover as you can imagine there's a lot of new teachers come in for a year or two so I consider a big part of my position there is ministering to the new teachers. Yeah, I was just thinking last night as I was thinking about this interview with JC when I first met him, or maybe it was like a couple of years after I'd met him, he was missing his two front teeth. That's how. That's the picture I have in my, my head of JC is him. <laughs> and, and the reason why I was thinking about that is because our son, that he's missing his two front teeth right now and now the picture is he's as tall as his dad yeah yeah i've seen i've seen some of y'all's photos like on facebook but still he doesn't he doesn't show his teeth much because he's got braces right now ah gotcha well so i'm sure that's a a whole nother story that we could pursue but just what it's like to raise kids especially as they get in their teenage years uh, as missionaries in a foreign foreign country but I'm, i'm sure that has that own unique set of challenges but yeah so yes, 
Yeah. So you guys, obviously, as y'all just shared, you're both working for Grace International School. That's in Chiang Mai, right? Chiang Mai, Thailand? Yes, sir. But that's not what you've been doing the whole 10 years that you've been in no, Thailand. Um, <laughs> whichever one y'all want to, or y'all can both pitch in, but uh, give us an idea, uh, just the highlights of the different things that y'all have done over the 10 years. Yes, sir. We started out, as you know, with the Southern Cross Project, uh, the project that you and Danielle uh, volunteered at. Uh, so we started there in 2008, and we uh, worked with the IMB, the International Mission Board, and um, we did that term for three years, handing out Bibles to Chinese tourists. But you can't always do that, so you're also, at the same time, uh, helping other ministries in the city. Most of those had to do with uh, either prostitution or child trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so we made really good friends with those people, as we, uh, those ministry leaders, as we were serving with Southern Cross Project. And at the end of our term, we really felt the Lord just calling us back to be missionary to missionaries because we had a lot of friends that were needing help uh, all, all the time, full time. As you know, we have a lot of teams that come through. Uh, volunteer teams but the issue is it's sometimes that's more work than help and uh right so just having somebody there that can be on the ground that can help with administration and organization like michelle and myself doing handyman work was helpful so we spent another three four years in patia when we came back um doing that just to be in missionaries and missionaries and that was a full-time job <laughs> and then uh our daughter became a teenager and a student group of one wasn't working for her anymore. <laughs> so uh, we asked the Lord if we were supposed to leave and come back to the States, or but we really didn't feel that. So we just kind of kept our ear open for about three months, just praying daily. Where, what do you have for us? Because we don't feel like we're supposed to be back to the States. And that's when he brought Chiang Mai to mind, which is about a uh, 12-hour drive north of where we were. And we really didn't think that Anybody else needed to be in Chiang Mai because it's a missionary hub. There's literally over 200 agencies and probably 2,000 missionaries in Chiang Mai. But uh, it turned out it's a good place to be a missionary to missionaries. So Hmm. we went up there, and Michelle got a job almost right away with uh, Grace International School. And mine was a little more organic. I just was helping wherever I could and uh, wound up growing into the position of volunteer facilities coordinator or director. How do you do, Michelle? Did he did he catch everything? Yeah, I think he did very well. <laughs> Good. So y'all were in Patia for what uh, eight years, something like that. Uh, seven years. Seven. Yeah. And then y'all been up in Chiang Mai for for then three, I guess. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. I didn't realize it already been three years. Yeah, it flies, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely does. Well, I love that term, missionary to missionaries, and I agree. Uh, that's definitely something that's that's needed in different places, especially, you know, teams, ones that support or bring in teams. You're right. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. And for those that don't maybe not aware of this, but when you were with International Mission Board or IMB, they paid you a salary. And then when you decided to go kind of on your own, that meant that you needed to raise your support 100%, which many, many missionaries do that. So not only did you transition from doing different work, but also in the way that you're supported. How's that been for you guys? Well, when you're with the IMB, for every year you work, they give you one month of salary when you're done with your term. So for us, that was three months. 
And so during that three month time, you're not allowed to raise any funds. Mm -hmm. But we really we really felt like we were being called back to Thailand as soon as possible. And so we asked him if we could uh, if we could ask for prayer support. And uh, we were really affected by missionaries like George Mueller and Hudson Taylor who prayed for their needs. So we basically made a decision at that time that the Lord was leading us to just act on faith as well and just uh, ask people to pray and give as they feel led. And uh, four months later, we were back in Thailand, and the Lord's been taking care of us for seven years now, um, mm-hmm. based on prayer and faith. So we're really just so thankful to the Lord and for everybody who continues to pray for us, because yeah, I've been saying that this, this whole trip, uh, if it wasn't for people's prayers, we won't be in Thailand. So the, the minute everybody stops praying, that's when we'll be back. But So we just really appreciate all the prayers that, that help keep us in the field and help us. Uh, we also, at the same time, I didn't mention this earlier, but we still host teams and we still host families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the families that we've hosted a few times has actually come to uh, serve full-time hmm. in Chiang Mai in October, which is really exciting, too. So we still yeah. help them put people on the ground, too, which is fun. Yeah, that's very cool. Michelle, how have you seen God working in y'all's family and, and the work you're all doing over the 10 years? It has been pretty amazing. Um, like Kevin was saying, when we, we decided we were just going to ask for prayer support to for God to meet all our needs, and that's that's really honestly what we do. Uh, there's uh, multiple stories I could tell where um, unexpected things would come up, and we would tell the kids, okay, we, we need to pray for God to supply this money we need. And sometimes within 24 hours, the exact amount is provided. Hmm. It's amazing. So it's really been really cool to raise the kids knowing that prayer works. Absolutely. That's so much more powerful than just on Sunday mornings. That's part of a Sunday school lesson or something like that. You're living it and uh, they've seen it, man, that's discipleship in its best form. People that have never heard you or, or met you, they may be thinking that you guys must have like this, you know, Bible background, education, seminary degrees and stuff like that. Well, Tell us, what is your, your background before you became missionaries? Well, I'll start with me. Um, we got married. I was 18 years old, and we didn't have mm. very much money at all. We all we both worked several jobs at the same time just to make ends meet. Mm. And so I had a lo- I got a lot of secretarial experience that you didn't need any college for. So that was good. And that all that has helped me where I'm at today. And then God blessed us with a career. And I'll let you, Kevin, tell you about that one. <laughs> yeah, we're both just high school graduates. Um, we've had on-the-job training, so Michelle's had enough training. She probably have a doctorate in, in administration and organization by now. Uh, and for myself, um, I worked in both of us worked in commercial nuclear power plants in the health physics field. Um, Michelle for 15 years, and myself for 20. And as I look back now. Uh, all the training that was given to me for leadership and uh, how to be in charge of teams and how to be a first responder and just all the different things and watching all the maintenance that's done to the the nuclear power plants as as I'm covering the work and stuff like that has given me a broad base of of knowledge um, and experiences to pull from when I'm out there trying to help the school make decisions on what needs to be done or uh, help our team on what is how to prioritize what needs to be done. When we have things like we had a straight 
straight wind storm come two times in April this year, hmm. did a lot of damage. So we had to do damage assessment quickly and then also fix what needed to be fixed for the essentials. So just all the training that I've had in nuclear power has really, really come to help uh, where I'm at now. And so uh, all the experiences have not been wasted. <laughs> no, not at all. So no Bible background, no seminary? No, sir, none at all. Um, be under some great uh, preaching and uh, just yeah. just uh, have an amazing pastor. And I've just been really blessed to, mm -hmm. to have a lot of mentors and peers that I've been able to work with and also mentor others as, as we're, it's just how I was brought up was to be discipled yeah. and to be a disciple maker. And I was asking that question with definitely tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people feel that um, if God cannot use or will not use, their life experiences, their education, their expertise, whatever it is, their career at, in the mission field. Uh, I really love your story because you show that uh, if we're willing, right, uh, and yep. available, that God's going to use our, who we are, what he's, you know, what he's pulled together in our lives to serve, no matter where it is he's calling us to serve. That's what I hear from y'all's story. Absolutely. That's, we say that all the time that, you know, and I'm sure you've heard it as well. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called and he never wastes any opportunity that you've been through, whether it's a, usually it's a low time in your life there, mm -hmm. or something like that. And it allows you to help somebody else when they hit a low time. And mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just using our experiences in life to help others is, is what it's all about. And yeah, we just love it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think it's always good for us here that send to hear what are some challenges that missionaries have, you know, that are unique to what the work that you're doing. Is there one or two that you'd like to share with us today? I'm looking at Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a, a challenge. The kids probably think it's a challenge. I, um, it's really hard for parents to understand what missionary kids go through. Because we were born and raised in America or whatever host country you have, you know, whatever country you're from. Passport country. Passport country is what I was trying mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. We don't know what it's like to grow up in another country and not call your passport country home anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's very unique. You know, it's just something we pray for all the time with our children. Rand has struggled in, in that at, at times. Severely struggled at times, but uh, at this time she has a real peace about it. And I think that again, the power of prayer just really works. She's came to us a few months ago and she uh, really did an adult type decision with us and said, "You know, I think that it, after I get done graduating from high school, I should stay in Thailand, the culture I know, and learn how to be an adult there. Hmm. I think it would be too much for me to go to a culture that I'm not familiar with anymore and try to learn how to be an adult." Hmm. And we just thought that was so uh, mature, if you will, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, of her to, to think that way. It's just so much prayer over that and, and agonizing over, you know, you, you don't second guess your calling because you know you're called. But you kind of sometimes just ask the Lord, really, you know, is, it, is this going to negatively affect her for the rest of her life? But as we just spoke of just a few minutes ago, you know, all these things are going to be a part of her story and her life, and she's yeah. going to use those things to help others down the line. Is it hard for her? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it hard for us to watch her go through that? Absolutely. But God doesn't waste those opportunities, and he doesn't waste those times. And so it just makes us excited to see what the Lord's going to do with her in the future. Absolutely. 
Anything else? I think we could talk about that one for quite a while if you wanted to. <laughs> I have a, a 32 staff that are all Thai, and three-fourths of them are not saved. So mm-hmm. it's a daily reminder for me to make sure that we're living our life out correctly. And uh, I have four supervisors that are Thai, and only three, only one of them is saved. So, and then one of them came to us in January and his wife had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And so we get together once a week, even though they're not saved and we talk about uh, what's going on that week. And then we, we start and end with prayer. And uh, he brought up his wife as a prayer uh, concern. And so we prayed for her. She went through all the treatment and within just a couple of months, she was cancer free. So he just came up to me Mm -hmm. with a big smile on his (laughs) face and he was just so happy and he was praising the Lord, even though he's not saved yet. And so his name is Noy. We'd love for everybody to pray for him. That's great. That's uh, a classic uh, business as mission example where you're doing business, running a school. And within that context, you're just sharing your faith. I love it. Well, as we kind of mentioned through the conversation, you guys are fully supported by financial supporters. And I want to make sure that I have in the show notes how we can do that. But share with us how people can support you guys. I know what you're going to say, Kevin. And, uh, but So you can say both of them. But you know, it's, not, it's not just financial support that you, you uh, ask for and need. It's also the prayer support. But how can people support you guys? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the number one way everybody can support us is just by praying. And uh, we are so thankful for each and every single one of those prayers. Um, But we also have an organization that helps us out, and they are Central Missionary Clearinghouse. And they have a website, and it's uh, cmcmissions.org. And then you're also able to directly partner with us through uh, PayPal. And the email for that is christclay at gmail.com. And that's C-H-R-I-S-T-S-C-L-A-Y at gmail.com. Okay. So I want to make sure I understood that right. People can financially partner with you via either mode or either way? That's correct. Okay. Good. And you mentioned also that you still host teams. If a team wanted to come and do some work with you guys, how would they go about that? They can go ahead and email me at that same email that I just gave you. And if they want to get uh, occasional (laughs) newsletters and updates, they can also get with us on that email. Okay. Very good. Definitely. And uh, for those that have never been to Chiang Mai, part of Thailand, it's a beautiful part of the country, that's for sure. What else? Anything else that we haven't touched on? It's been a struggle, but, you know, we also realize that these are opportunities for me to grow as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh through all those things, it, you know, that's where the prayer really from, in my mind, it, uh, we talk about it all the time. And I think you've heard it too, is that we say prayer is the work. Yeah. And, uh, it aligns our hearts with what God's doing. And um, sometimes it just really lifts us out of the miry clay. And, and uh, so, you know, for, for me right now, I'd appreciate prayers as we, as I continue to push through and, and uh, really try and get my heart right and get set on the Lord and, uh, not be concerned about things that could could weigh me down, but be able to lay those at the foot of the cross and, and just put them at Jesus' feet and let him take them from me. Kevin, I appreciate your authenticity on that and being vulnerable because you know your home here in Rockport, Texas, being destroyed from the hurricane to starting a, a new job there at the school that has lots of responsibility to missionary other missionary work that got that you guys are doing to having teenagers as you mentioned on the mission field 
Uh, that's a lot, and I'm sure there's many other things too. So yeah, um, thank you again for asking for that. And it's a very important thing, I think, that we overlook a lot of times here is really prayerfully supporting those that we've sent. Well, guys, yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, something um, I did think of, communication is a huge thing. You know, we're help, we're helping missionaries stay on the field. Mm-hmm. And so many of them need encouragement from their home churches. Mm-hmm. So, and we know people here and we know people are praying for all their missionaries at whatever church you're at. And I know you have missionaries you're supporting somehow. Um, and we know everybody prays for them. But if you actually communicate that to them, even through Facebook or a text message or a card every once in a while, that really, really does help. Um, mm-hmm. It encourages it encourages them when they're down. It also helps when they show up at your doorstep. We we haven't had our home church be hasn't had an opportunity to come visit us for a while, and we just happened to be at a missions meeting this this year when we were back, and they asked us for a quick update, and we told them, well, we're going to not be able to come back next summer because mm-hmm. we're going to be moving on to our new campus, mm-hmm. and uh, immediately somebody in the missions team thought that might be a good opportunity for our church to show up and and help us move our campus and you know just the thought of that is so encouraging to us let alone when they when they're going to actually show up Mm. and they've we've got 19 people that have written their names down to come already and that's not everybody so it's just uh it's humbling that is very much so so i take it they're coming here when you all are ready to move to your new campus Yes, yeah. sir. That's the plan. Is that, yeah, next year, uh, actually, Ray Ann will graduate too on May twenty mm. fourth, and so there's hope that maybe even one team will be able to, to come early enough to graduate to see her graduate, mm. which would just be amazing. Uh, but yeah, just um, planning on coming right at the end of uh, school year or sometime next summer because we'll be moving all summer. <laughs> yeah, to, to help move the campus. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate your heartfelt uh, reminder to do those things. But thank you, Michelle and Kevin, for taking some time to share a little bit about what you guys are doing in Thailand and also just some things personally in y'all's lives and what it's like to to be missionaries on the field and now officially long-term, right, 10 years? Yes, sir, I believe so. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much. You're welcome. We appreciate the opportunity to share what God's doing around the globe in uh, in our hearts and in the hearts of those we're with. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Kenny. You bet. I'm excited to finally get that episode out to you, the interview with the Kennedys. Just a little bit of a backstory that uh, I want to just share with you. We actually sat down a year ago, summer of 2017. Uh, Kevin, Michelle, and I, they were in Texas. In fact, spent a couple of days with us here at our place and we did that interview then. But then when I went to go edit the um, the episode, the files were all corrupted, and really I just lost the whole thing. So we tried a couple more times over the year while they were in Thailand to set something up and do the interview over Skype, which I do a lot of times with missionaries. And uh, we just weren't able to get our calendars to match up. And so I'm glad that we were able to hook up. In fact, this was done over Skype as well. They were in Rockport, and I was here in the Austin area when we did this interview that you just heard. But I really appreciate their heart and them sharing very authentically about uh, just different things that it's like and what it's like to be on the mission field, especially for as long as 10 or 10 plus years, and raising your family there. Their kids, when I first met them, 
were young, and obviously you heard kind of their ages now, being teenagers now. And so lots of things that uh, we don't think about a lot of times, we being those who send missionaries around the world. So I'm hoping that uh, this interview raised your compassion level, also maybe your awareness, and also a commitment level. If, especially if you know and maybe financially support some missionaries in different places that you would, as I think as Michelle suggested, that you reach out and interact with them on a regular basis. And if you want to get in touch with the Kennedys, um, something about who they are and what they're doing and, and where they are working compels you to want to get in touch with them. And you didn't catch, you know, in the interview itself, you can just go to kennethacamp.com slash episode 48, and you can find it there in the show notes for this podcast episode. Just one quick thing. If you have a missionary friend that you think would be a good interview for his hands, his feet, just send me an email. And that's you can email me at kenneth at kennethacamp.com or just leave a comment in the show notes or in the comment section on the show notes page that I just gave you. It'd be a good, another good way to reach out to me. Okay. Thank you again for joining me. I'm excited about uh, rolling some other new episodes out over the next several weeks. And again, thank you for joining me at his hands, his feet until next time.